XFM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. Friday. Got that event tonight, Banquet Bar, Hot Ones Challenge, hosted by The Locker Room. I'm ready for it. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. By the way, there is one last chance to get in on it. I know it's early. Mm-hmm. You're probably not thinking about what you're doing tonight at 6 o'clock, but at this point, anyway. Yeah. Just probably thinking about that first P. <laughs> but if you want to get in on this and you missed out on your chance, um, we're taking somebody from the crowd. All right? Yeah, one person sh- that shows up will get in to, to uh We'll be there this. by about 5.30-ish. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm there. I think I was going to leave the house about 5. So I'll be there about 5.30. I think we'll bite. If you're there by 6 o'clock, you should have a pretty good chance of getting in. Um, 7 o'clock, we're going to get the actual event going. Good prize, too. Yeah. Wings for a year. The the uh, the hot sauce show, the hot one show, the, the 10 hot sauces yeah. from season 21. That's the prize as well. And a bunch of everybody that competes is going to have a win something. So looking forward to that. We'll figure out who the the Twitter poll, who, the, who has the worst drinking problem on the show. Break that one down. Yeah. We got to get get to that. Yeah. That's, by the way, that's still active. Yeah, you can go vote for a couple hours up there. The Locker Room News. Former U.S. president and host of The Celebrity Apprentice, Donald Trump has <laughs> surrendered himself yesterday in Fulton, Georgia, on charges that he illegally schemed to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Out of that came a historic first, a mugshot of a former U.S. president, Trump, or inmate PO1135809, was released on a $200,000 bond. Um, Trump says he did nothing wrong. Uh, saying he's being persecuted for a perfect phone call where he asked the Republican Secretary of State to help him find 11,780 votes to overturn his loss to Joe Biden. So he says it's all politically motivated. It's election interference. He even made his return to Twitter to say, uh, never surrender. Here's my mugshot. Give me money. So... Trump, when he was arraigned, when he showed up at the Georgia courthouse, yeah, along with the mug shot, you get fingerprinted. I didn't see if they made him do the fingerprint thing, but then they, they're supposed to measure you, like you're supposed to give your height and your weight. Apparently, they allowed him, they gave him some reprieve in that regard, and he was allowed to provide the information to the officials when he was arrested. He didn't actually have to go through the steps of yeah. of of actually you know stepping on a scale and doing that kind what of thing. What it said was the information that he provided. So six foot three. Yeah. And then two hundred and fifteen pounds. Okay. So two hundred and fifteen pounds? Yeah. He weighs seventy five <laughs> pounds more than me. And he's six foot three. <laughs> By the way, I am six foot four. Just yeah. shy of six foot four. Probably six three and a half now. <laughs> Um, I haven't measured myself in a long time, but I have a 36 waist, and I've got a bit of a shit locker on me. Not right? bad, though. Like, if you see any pictures of me, you'll see, okay, that guy's, he's got some weight on him he doesn't need. It's not bad. I, it's not bad. I, I Listen, I'm not worried about how I look at all. I'm, I'm not self-conscious about how I look, but I'm just basing this on how much I weigh. Last night... I stripped down to my underwear, and mm-hmm. I stepped on the scale, and I was—I <laughs> took a picture of it because I saw that he had said that he was 215 pounds. <laughs> I weigh 237.6 pounds. Very rarely am I over 240, yeah, and very rarely am I under 235. I'm usually around. 235, 236, 237. And that has been consistent now for quite a few years. That's my weight. And like I said, I could probably lose 15, 20 pounds. Yeah. And I probably look pretty decent. 
There is no way that fat bastard is 215 pounds. There's no way. He'd have to remove both his legs. And I have a way for Fanny Willis to win this entire case. Just get him to stand up at the beginning of the whole You're prosecution lying. and go, this gentleman, everybody, thinks he's 215 pounds. It's over. Case closed. You, do, you can't believe the man that thinks he's 215 pounds. He's got the same stats as Muhammad Ali. When Muhammad Ali was 29 years old, he was 6'3", 214. Exactly. He's a lying dick. He can't even tell the truth about his fat ass. Lamar Jackson, quarterback the Baltimore Ravens, is 6'3", 215. It's over. Put cuffs on him. The locker room topic of the day. Canadians are spending money on homes outside of Canada right now. Like it's down from what it has yeah. been in the past, but they've seen it, they've seen a increase in it. They said, "Well, there's a decrease in the number of homes being bought in Canada by Canadians." They said real estate prices in Canada plus the ability to work remotely from wherever you are in the world. Yes. Is causing people to spend their real estate money outside of the country. So here's our topic. If you could buy a place outside of Canada, where would it be? Oof. It's interesting because I think a lot of people are in a situation where, I mean, not so much in Edmonton, but I mm -hmm. bet you there's, there's an element of this in Edmonton. But like, if oh, you, am I going to spend... $2 million on a home in Vancouver, or can I just go buy something for $100,000 in this tropical destination? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like this topic, there's a difference also between like a second home as a vacation home, or am I buying a place to move the family to? Because that changes my answer pretty. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I don't think I'm going to move the kids to Mexico full time, <laughs> right? But I'll have a vacation home in Mexico. Okay, let's let's yeah. say it's a second home then. Okay. Just to make things simple. A little easier, yeah. Because you might have the money, you might even have the money to have a mortgage in Canada. Yeah. And then if you have some spare cash, let's say, you know, Bubba passes away and you get a yeah. an influx of cash, maybe you're thinking about buying a place in another country. Okay, so that's it. It's a vacation destination, okay. and that could mean you live there for four or five months of the year. Totally, yeah. Okay, so we'll go around the horn here in a minute, the three of us. Think about what you, where you would go. i got a couple of places in mind. The locker room topic of the day. If you could buy a place outside of Canada, where would it be? Mine are, I put a lot of thought into this. Okay. Because I saw this like a couple of days ago, this, this article. Did you ever watch that show that Daryl from The Walking dead did oh no i didn't it's it's called the ride mo the motorcycle where he drove around on motorcycles yeah like yeah. he would land in a country and then he would you know grab a buddy and the two of them would explore yeah and they would just roll cameras and um it was a really cool show mm -hmm. it was it was kind of like um anthony bourdain's yeah where it was it was a cooking show it's but it was more unknown. it was more about where it was more of a travel show. So you didn't need to be into food to be a fan of Anthony Bourdain's shows, right? Right. Um, and you didn't need to be a motorcycle guy to appreciate the fact that Daryl was doing this cool ride, right? And he did New Zealand, and he did he did places all over the world. Mm -hmm. He did this one spot, and I, I don't know much about it, but it, was, it looked unbelievable. Um, and it's in South America, Uruguay. Oh yes, Uruguay. Yes, and I actually did some research when I um, when I was reading this article about where Canadians are purchasing homes in other countries. Is that one of the places? It's it, it's not on the list, mm. and uh, but it's um, definitely a contender because of the the cost and and the safety and and the healthcare and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So Uruguay is on my list, and then the other one is Portugal. I don't know why, but I have always had this this Portugal thing. A lot of people um, that I knew in like England, that's their number one destination for travel, vacations, yeah, and stuff Portugal. like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's apparently beautiful, great place. Yeah. 
and you will wrap up with Jimmy. What's yours? Mexico. You're going to Mexico? I, yeah, I love the heat, the weather. Yeah. I love the heat. I love the idea that I can do anything I want there. You know, the freedom. <laughs> I, I remember Adam Carolla talking about, like, we think we're free in, in America and Canada. We don't know freedom. Freedom is Mexico, where you can ride a donkey around, lighting fireworks anywhere you want. You can do anything you want in Mexico. That is freedom, right? So uh, Mexico is my... Okay. That was on the list. Actually, it was one of the top picks. Mexico was number one. Well, plus the cost of Mexico. Yeah. You know? Costa Rica yeah. was number two, and then the United States was number three as to where Canadians are buying, um, buying places. Jimmy. I was, I'm struggling between two, but I'll take my first one, Jamaica. You liked Jamaica. Yeah. Jimmy was a fan. And, and it's not just because it's of the... Not safe, though. <laughs> not just because of the resort. Like, I'd have loved to join the, a gang. The, what's that? You'd have to join a gang. I, I think I'd have the gangs protecting me. <laughs> you can find... it's Mexico and Jamaica are similar. Mm-hmm. There's bad spots in Mexico, but you can find really safe places. Yeah. I think Jamaica is similar on a much smaller it is a much scale. smaller place. Like if you live in Kingston, yeah. like it's that's dangerous. It's like living in Winnipeg. <laughs> topic of the day. If you could buy a place outside of Canada, where would it be? Just to expand on my comment about I want I want to go to Mexico cuz it's like you can do anything there. Mark texted in and said, "It's the only place Mexico is the only place I rode a horse to the bank with a six-pack on the saddle and it was completely normal." See? Nobody batted an eye. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Andrew uh, would buy a home in Brazil. He said, those ladies are hot. Brazil, I think, was on this list mm. um, because of affordability, right? Like, you can get a place there and you can live in... They were talking about how much your monthly nut would be as a couple. Yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, there was a couple of places in South America where you could easily live. Food... Dot lodgings, everything for for two thousand dollars a month. Again, not the safest of countries to go to. Like they warn you when you go to Brazil not to go out at night and stuff. Yeah, uh, but you also have to wear a speedo on the beach in Brazil. But. You can't get on the beach <laughs> in board shorts. No. The locker room topic of the day. If you're buying a place outside of Canada, where would it be? Mike from Ontario said, "I'm going to butcher the name is Rioja, Spain." Okay. Um, he said, "Wine country, small villages in the countryside. Um, that's where he would buy his second home." Spain was uh, on that list of, of where Canadians are actually mm. looking to buy homes in in other countries. Spain um, definitely had had an advantage too from a cost perspective. I guess it's not as expensive as other European countries. Okay, Switzerland was in there and and uh, in other places. Those would be amazing but, places to live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I think Spain was was on the list because it's not as expensive as Italy or Greece. Or, I was going to say, like, imagine. Sweden would be amazing, but I bet it's very expensive. Yeah, Switzerland and hard also. hard to buy a place there as well. Yeah. You yeah. know what else was on the list? And Jimmy's brought this place up before. It's it's one of his favorite places. But I don't know. Like, if I'm going to move somewhere, I think I want to escape winters. Yeah. Um, Iceland? Iceland uh, is yeah. a very popular place for Canadians to buy a second home. Because I was looking at it because I was on my idea but the housing there is expensive as it's not hell. cheap it, it's not cheap it's comparable to canada in a way although i don't think it has um i don't think it has like the torontos and the vancouvers that offset the real estate like we have like toronto is crazy mm-hmm. like you have to make a million dollars a year to afford to buy a place in toronto yeah. Um, oh, either that or you're commuting into the downtown core for an hour and a half on the subway. St- it's like Vancouver, right? Yeah, living yeah. in Mississauga. Yeah. And now, advice from Phil. Uh, yeah, I drink on the job. F*** off already. So I used to deliver pizza and sell dope and drink, okay? Find their podcast at 957cruisefm.ca. Welcome to the locker room. All right. We had... Uh, a conversation all this week, and I, I want to start out by saying I enjoy a McDonald's coffee. I don't do it every day, mm-hmm. but I enjoy it. I enjoy the dark roast at Timmy's. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of the McMuffin, the sausage McMuffin. 
um, the Egg McMuffin at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I always get the belt when I go to Tim's. There's things I really enjoy about yeah. um, fast food places. Sausage, like- or sausage or bacon? Bagel belt. Belt. Uh, sausage. Sausage? I was, yeah, me too. You got to go with the sausage. Yeah, me too. A and W. I like their sandwiches as the bacon well. and egg. Not as as big a fan of the coffee at A and W, so it's not my first choice for a morning stop. Um, by the way, this morning I tried the Mighty McMuffin. I would highly recommend that. So I was like to my wife, I was like, "There's a new sandwich at McDonald's. <laughs> new breakfast sandwich." She's like, "What is it?" And I was like. It's Mighty McMuffin. It's sausage and bacon. She's like, that's not... <laughs> so she just took more of the same things and put them together. I was like, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Don't fight us it's on both this. both sausage and bacon. It's Mighty. <laughs> we get it. I um, love it. But I have had an issue with the drive through and the asking yeah. you to wait for your food at the next window. And, and again, we're not going to get into it. I promised that I was going to do the McDonald's drive through today, which I did. And I had a strategy in mind. I was going to say, if they asked me to go to the next window, I was going to politely say, just out of curiosity, why do you do that? I was going to see if they had a reason behind it from them, from the workers. Your issue has been you pay at one window. You don't like when they tell you to move to the next window. You feel forgotten. And so quite often I'd say one out of three, four, five times they do forget me there. And then they've, and then I wait like five, six, seven minutes for my food. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what happened this morning, and it was odd because here's the other issue I have: I'm going at four thirty in the morning, four forty, four forty-five in Not the morning. Not a real busy time. No, it's generally quite slow, and they'll still ask me to go up to the next window, even if they haven't got anybody behind me, mm-hmm. which makes even less sense to me. So oddly this morning, and I thought for sure, because there was two cars at the window when I drove up to the speaker to make my order. There was two cars. They were serving two people. And there was another person coming in, at least one or two people coming in behind me as well. Mm-hmm. So oddly, it was busy this morning at 440 or 435 or whatever. The odd time on Friday, like when I used to come with you, it was busy on yeah. Fridays. Yeah, yeah. Fridays are a day when people go for breakfast. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe yeah. I'm not the only one that, that treats themselves on Friday, doesn't make their own breakfast and, and goes to McDonald's. So... I'm in the drive-thru, I'm driving up, and I'm like, okay, I'm prepared for this, because for sure, I'm going to get asked to drive up to the next window, because, again, it's busy. Mm -hmm. I get up. When I'm getting up, he's on the speakerphone, he's on the, the system, taking the order of the person behind me. Okay. Okay? Finishes up quickly, gets me to pay... And then says, I'll have your food ready right away, sir. <laughs> Must be a listener. He recognized your powder blue Subaru. <laughs> he thought, they we're just going to give this guy his food. And he recognized your voice on the on the speaker box. So it didn't happen this morning. You, know, you didn't get to fight today. <laughs> so you- I wasn't going to fight. I'm telling you, I'm not going to fight with them because it's not their fault. They're being made to do this. Yeah. But I find it interesting that this morning would have been a scenario where they probably would have asked me to, and they didn't. Maybe. And not only that, my food came right away. Boom. And it was hot, and I wasn't forgotten, and then I moved on. Maybe you're making a difference, you know, complaining about it all week, that you made a difference, and McDonald's has changed their policies. They completely changed their strategies. I do do love the text we get every time you start off. This is the dumbest argument Locke has ever had. (laughs) But hold on. No, no, no. It's the pay window. (laughs) Honestly, though, there's been a lot of people. I realize there's some people that think this is ridiculous, Yeah, but there has been just as many people that think it's ridiculous. There's also some some fellow graduates of Yakai that are are very angry about being asked to move up it's it's happened we've seen it i've been getting notes after the show all week too locker room presents the grant report for jt's bar and grill where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people now grant johnson well it is that time of year we have all been waiting for some people wait all year for christmas but not us here on this show This event is bigger than the birth of Jesus. 
Because you see this weekend is Southern Alberta's third best corn-themed event. Yes, this weekend is Tabor Corn Fest. For real this time. All the corn heads will be uh, making the pilgrimage home to show their corn pride. (laughs) On the menu this year, once again, is cobs of corn on a stick, corn dogs, candy corn, popcorn, corn salad, creamed corn, and of course, cold glasses of corn juice. (laughs) The festivities begin today with the annual corn parade, where for the 45th straight year, Preston Manning will be the parade marshal. That will end with the lighting of the corncob pipe in Confederate Square. Then the annual cornhole tournament begins with the greatest cornholers in Tabor looking to become this year's holer of the year. Tomorrow will be another full day of corn activities, ending with a viewing of Children of the Corn at the drive-in movie theater. And then Sunday, of course, is the most exciting day when this year's King and Queen of Corn Fest will be named. Ending with a dance in the corn maze at White Farms. <laughs> corn Fest 2023. It'll take you weeks to poop right again after this one. <laughs> the Grant Report is brought to you by our merchandise. <laughs> Get your Welcome to Edmonton Sorry About Your Catalytic Converter t-shirt today. Text us now to get the link to shop. The Locker Room. You need to explain this, Grant. So Rudy Giuliani, America's Mayor... Uh, is being sued um, right now. For this has nothing to do with the Georgia stuff. No, this is over a bunch of uh, sexist stuff, um, and there was some transcripts of um, text messages and things he also said out loud um, to a woman that were released. So leaked audio um, coming out of things that Rudy Giuliani said behind the closed doors. Is he going crazy? Like I think Yeah. Something's wrong there, right? He's definitely slept, yeah. Alright, so um just to give you an idea of how much trouble he's in, we thought we would get James P. White to read some of the text messages he's been sending back and forth with this young lady that have gotten him into trouble. So mm-hmm. you're up, Jimmy. <sighs> I'd never think about a girl being smart. If you told me a girl was smart, I would often think she wasn't attractive. I can see why that might get you in trouble. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Come here, big. Classy. Am I going to get in trouble for this? I'll beep it out. All right. Read the last one. These breasts belong to me. Nobody else can get near these, okay? I don't care if they're flirting or give you a business card. These are mine. You got it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I I wonder why he's in trouble. I would never say anything like this, ever. I don't understand why he would be in trouble for that. On air, online, and on our app. Welcome to the locker room. Okay, we're calling Courtney. We were unable to get a hold of her yesterday. She is one of our Hot Ones contestants. Hello. How are you doing, Courtney? <laughs> I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Now, you're going to be joining us tonight at Banquet Bar for the Hot Ones Challenge, a chance to win wings for a year, plus the Season 21 Hot Ones Hot Sauce lineup. Are you ready for this? Are you prepared? Yeah, no, I'm super pumped. I am trying my best to keep my stomach full so I don't get gut bombed. You got picked, I got to say, because of your confidence in your in your submission. I think you said, <laughs> Mama da- don't ra- didn't raise no... B- <laughs> yeah, no, that is that is me. <laughs> yeah, so you're ready, and you oh, are I'm a hot. Ready. Are you a hot sauce person, though, Courtney? Honestly, anything spicy I can get my hands on, I am there. I'm doing it. Okay, awesome. I'll be joining you, and I gotta be honest, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm actually starting to rethink my decision here. I said I was going to do it, so I'm going to try to keep up with you guys, the contestants. There's going to be five of you. There's one spot left available, so anybody that joins us tonight will have a chance to get in on it with uh, four contestants crews. So we're looking forward to meeting you tonight, Courtney. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Good. Any tips outside of keeping your stomach full? Oh, God. Be prepared to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't touch your face. That's another one I hear all the time when I watch the Hot One show. All right, Courtney, we'll look forward to seeing you tonight, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And now another world-famous locker room Twitter poll. Grant, is it done? 
There's five minutes left in our Twitter poll. If you want to go run and cast your last-minute vote, if you haven't done so, there's five minutes left. So I think it's pretty much official now. Although one one vote could change this whole thing right now. Literally, it's that close. Uh, Well, let's just read the results like they're over. So the question was, whose drinking problem is worse, Lachlan or Jimmy? Lachlan drinks every day, seven days a week, no days off for this guy, uh, averaging four to five beer a day. So he drinks a lot, but he spreads it out consistently throughout the week. Jimmy binge drinks. So he'll drink about 30 beers in a week, but he drinks them Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Yeah. In a, like one or two days, he'll drink all those beers. And once Jim, the reason why Jimmy doesn't drink on a Wednesday or a Tuesday mm-hmm. is because he can't stop. Yeah. Once he starts. Once he gets the taste. I've never seen Jimmy drink two beer and go, all right, guys, have a good night. I'm going to go. No. And go home and not do anything. He'll drink until he falls down. Mm-hmm. So the question, whose drinking problem is worse? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was three options, Lachlan, Jimmy, or they both need help. In third place, with 23.5% of the vote was Jimmy. Second place was Lachlan, 25.9%. And then uh, first place, they both need help, one with (laughs) 50.6% of the vote. But between just the two of you, Lachlan, your drinking problem is worse than Jimmy's. I'm never going to win a Twitter poll against (laughs) Jimmy. But but literally, so there's 25.9% and Jimmy's 23.5. Like, one vote would have changed that right now. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Jimmy is likable. People Mm -hmm. like him, and they also, like, they root for Jimmy. People do not root for me. Like, I'm surprised mine isn't higher, actually, (laughs) to be honest. I think the reason why we did this is because Jimmy has decided in his mind, and you'll never convince him otherwise, Mm -hmm. um, that's that's how he's wired, is that his problem is not is not as bad as mine. Yeah. And and that, that mine he, is way worse than his. I believe he also said he could quit anytime like yeah. where Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What? I I don't already think I said that cuz I <laughs> It was I, it started to do something about who could quit longer and you were saying Locke is more reliant on it and You said I am a bigger alcoholic. Yeah. That's what this this whole yeah. conversation started with. You, you, you are. have a much bigger problem than I do. So, yeah, that would mean that he would have a harder time quitting. Over our you. lifetime, you've drank a lot more beer than I have. You know, he's two years older than you. Five. <laughs> I wonder. I bet you you've drank more. When did you really start giving her, Jimmy? I've okay, never I, been a big, I, big drinker. Kind of when you... Started hanging out with Locke, right? He started no, ruining your life. No, I no, had I had uh, a couple of other times, but when I was with the bas- basketball team, I didn't drink. When I lived with that crazy lady, I'd didn't you know drink? binge. I'd, I'd binge drink, like I'd drink you know once a month or whatever, and just go to town. But more since I got in radio, and I yeah. can't blame Lachlan because I <laughs> you guess, do. I, yeah, I've heard you to do you. this. I've walked in on conversations where he's got his back to me, and he is like blaming for every problem in his life. We had this. I had a conversation with the salespeople, and yeah. they brought up something that Jimmy said, and I went, "Hold on." Jimmy said that I said that? That came out of Jimmy's mouth. And I said to her, I said, you really have to, Jimmy has a very different version of the truth when it comes to me. And she was like, oh, okay. She goes, that's not the first time I've thought that. Oh, look at that. There's two minutes left and Jimmy got one vote and now it's really close. 24 and 25 At the end of the day, here's, here's the thing. I've always been comfortable with my drinking problem. I I will say this. I don't think I thought I had an issue until I was in my 30s. Okay. When um because I had I was I had a miserable job. Mm-hmm. Like when I first moved to Edmonton, I, we don't need to get into it, but I was working for for an organization locally and that job almost killed me. And I realized at the end of that 
like when I got fired. And then I, I managed to, uh, to curtail my drinking because it was really bad when I was working in the mall. Yeah. And I was smoking quite heavily. I, I, had, a, I had a moment, and it was interesting because when I got fired... My wife and I sat down and we were like, what are we going to do now? Kind of mm-hmm. one of those conversations. And she kind of put her foot down. She was like, we're not moving. I, I, I can't move the kids. Yeah, we're and staying here. That was fair. Like, I got that, right? Because um, we had just moved from Winnipeg and they were young and yeah. it was a hard move for the girls because yeah. they had friends and everything like that. So this, it was a difficult move. Um, and, and I don't regret moving here. Uh, but that was like, she was like, we can't leave. Mm-hmm. We got to stay. You got to make it work here. You got to make your career Figure work. Figure it here. out. And then she had just had lunch at work, and there was somebody at the table that delivered papers early, early in the morning. Yeah. And, and they were asking if anybody knew anybody that would deliver papers. And this is way more of a story than anybody wanted. <laughs> so I said I would take it. And when I was doing that other job at the mall, yeah. um, I, I, was the, I was the program director. I was the boss. I was running the station. Yeah. And um, I, was, well, I was a nine-to-five guy. Like, I was getting up in the morning, you know, having breakfast, going to work, getting by nine, five, coming yeah. home at five. It was one of those jobs. Um, I wasn't doing a 4.30 in the morning or whatever. And she said, you know what? Here's his number. Give him a call. I met with him the next day because I got, I got shit canned on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I met with him on the Thursday. Friday morning at 3 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the morning. I can't remember what time it was. I was meeting him at the Dance Co. in St. Albert okay. in the pitch black in the <laughs> middle of summer. It was actually in the spring. It was Summer was coming. Yeah. And I did that all summer long. And I remember... That kind of routine and that walking, I lost a bunch of weight that summer. I lost mm-hmm. like 25, 30 pounds, and I really slowed my drinking down. Like the stress in my life was lifted. And it was that job where I'm walking around the neighborhoods in St. Albert delivering newspapers in the middle of the night. Yeah. Where I was, I, I, got, a, I, got, a, I got some time to think about what I had been doing over the last. And that's when I realized that I had to. I had to control my over drinking. You had to spread your drinking out consistently through the days. Monday, Tuesday, happy. Day. Okay, no, but Grant spread them out. I yeah. was, I was getting tanked every night and smoking two packs of cigarettes. And I was smoking a pack. And yeah. that's that's also that summer I started to um, cut back, ease back on the smokes. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, you know what, I may be an alcoholic, but I think I can control this. So in, instead, of, okay, we're not quitting, but we're going to pull it back, and I'm not going to get tanked every night. Yes. I'm going to have a few beer and spread it out. Yes. Okay. And so now I drink every day, yeah. and I admit that outside looking in, if somebody heard that, they would go, oh, yeah, you're an alcoholic. Yeah. And I'm f- quite comfortable admitting. Like medically, probably. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. But I also don't go to bed drunk, mm-hmm. like hammered every night, like yeah. I was. You were, yeah. And so that's when I'm. Th- that's when I realized I had a problem. Mm-hmm. Was and and before that, if somebody would have said you're an alcoholic, I would never in a million years. No, I'm not. Jimmy doesn't think he's an alcoholic. Oh, I know I am. Oh, d- 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 trust me, my family lets me know. Um, but do and, you? And some be- of my. But do you believe that? Because you I, you have an alternative. You live in an alternative. No, I. No, I believe. I believe I do. I I do overdrink. I I do believe that. You know when when I hear from people, hey, do you remember landing on your face and us helping you into the Uber um, or ambulance or ambulance? Um, the See ambulance what I once. what I don't like about this conversation is I think the problem with it is I don't compare my drinking problem to anybody else's. No. If somebody brings up my issue, I don't go, yeah, but you're worse, or that guy's worse. Actually, I shouldn't say that, because I do do that occasionally. Or Army Chris. <laughs> when Army Chris, when Army Chris drinks every day. <laughs> he follows your method. He has one or two beer every day, too. And he maintains a certain number every day and yeah. tries not like, to go over at. Yeah. But, uh, but I think it's, 
it, listen, individually, I think people need to sit down and figure out what what they want to do, right? And and I don't want to quit drinking. Yeah, I enjoy it. I can still be aware of the fact that it's a problem mm-hmm. for me, but I I feel comfortable with what I consume. If I there may be a point, there may be a time when I sit down and go, okay, that's too much, and I need to maybe just drink on the weekends, mm-hmm. right? I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with who I am. By the way. I'm very functioning. We're officially tied. Yeah, that p- Twitter poll now ended, and you both got 25.3% of the vote with they both need help being on the obvious winner. But just between you two, 25.3% each. <laughs> <laughs> so we got nowhere with that Twitter poll, <laughs> except you both need help. <laughs> I think Jimmy needs more help than me. <laughs> Welcome to the locker room. All right. So, this just in. <laughs> Which one's Chris Hemsworth? Thor. Thor. That's is smart. he the one that's doing the new Netflix shows, Extraction or something like that? Yes. He's that guy. Yeah. But he's guy. got a brother. Is his Liam. brother Captain America? No. No. Liam Hemsworth is his brother. He was married to Miley Cyrus. And Liam was? Yeah. Liam was, yeah. And what was Liam in? Hunger Games. Wasn't that him? Yeah, he was in Hunger Games. Yeah. He was in um Chris Hemsworth looks it, like he's the, the 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 one of the brothers that works at like Lips Iron. He's the beefy one. He's, he's the beefy Thor, one, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um and he was trending because well, A, cuz Trump claims that they weigh the same. <laughs> so Trump was arrested and booked and gave his weight as 215 pounds and 63. And everyone's like, "Wow, he's the exact same as Chris Hemsworth." Look at them. They, they're identical. <laughs> You can hardly tell the difference. I mean, to, to from the from the neck down, they're the same guy. Holy crap! So he was. Like, I mean, hold on. Can we just can we just stay there before we start talking about Chris Hemsworth's hammer? Yeah. Okay. Like, what at what point do you think you're getting away with that? Do you think the entire planet are complete morons? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't get. The motivation behind that, <laughs> right? Like, I get maybe he's sensitive about how fat he is. Yeah. Fine. You can have a problem with how you look. I have a weird shaped head. We get cameras in these things right now. And yeah. I've realized since the cameras have gone into the control room, why I never had a TV career. Just now. And just that? now. Right? <laughs> and I, I have a to, huge head. And Jimmy has a massive Jimmy's head. head takes up the but whole screen. But when you're screen. lying about your weight by about you make 100 it pounds... Yeah, like you got. I like don't everyone lies get it. about their weight, but you can't say you're the, the same, same height and weight a, it as is a guy unbelie- that lifts. How iron. do you defend that? Like, <sighs> take everything Trump has done. Take everything out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. How do you defend that? If you're a fan of Trump, how do you justify that? It makes no sense to you me. Could say he did it for humor, I guess. So, you so think if, it's fu- we're finding it funny? We're laughing at him because all these comparisons are like, oh. Muhammad Ali, when he was 29 years old, was also 6'3", 215 pounds. And he worked out every day. <laughs> oh, my God. So can I, since he lies about his weight, can I lie about my height? Totally. You, you already, already do. do. Can I be you four say foot you're four three? feet. You're, you're a total heightist. <laughs> I'm four foot, even. We've measured in this studio. <laughs> so the second Chris Hemsworth story was that uh, apparently he not only has Thor's hammer, he has another well, hammer he's, he's, got he's another carrying around and... That was trending as well. Well, you got to have a backup, <laughs> Grant. The locker room only on Chris. All right, Jimmy, you're driving the bus on this one. Literally, <laughs> literally. This is about bus drivers, though. Yeah, but I mean, that's why we're saying, gonna... say, saying hello to a bus driver actually boosts their well-being. And so like saying on. hello, thank you. Uh, I do that every morning. You know, good morning, well, hello. I was going to say, did, you know, when I get off, I say thank you. Do you sit there and chat to them while they're trying to listen to their podcast? <laughs> Are they allowed <laughs> to listen to podcasts while they drive? No, I'm just comparing them to when you used to drive Jimmy in and you'd be trying to listen to a podcast and you'd be chatting. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we developed a um, a certain, what should you, how should we put it? We developed a, um, a I would, here's the thing. Jimmy spends a mm-hmm. lot of time by himself, so I would do a little self-talk before I picked him up, and I would go, okay, he's going to want 
to chat. Mm-hmm. Right, he's going to want to because he hasn't talked to anybody yet, and he's, he's been got, up. He's got a bunch of stories, and and but Jimmy is good at he'll get a couple out of the way, and then and then we can move on. So I always let Jimmy kind of do his thing, but I can see you with people. I can see you one hundred percent being the everyday. Good morning, sir. I right. I do that. You know, the odd bus driver no, because if I say good morning and they just grunt. <laughs> And yeah. and whatever, and I'm like, okay, that guy's not. He but doesn't I still, want that. But I still say thank you every time I get off the I, bus. I had never taken the bus until I moved to Vancouver, and then I didn't have a car there. Well, I guess I took the bus in London, but that, this is different. In in Vancouver, taking the bus every day to school and, and work. And I remember seeing people like saying thank you when they got off, and I was like, is this what we do? Okay, I like I, it. The guy every do, time. every day, you. you know, thank, thank you, you, have a great day. Yeah. You know, a lot of bus drivers, like they say thank you, uh, th- you know, have a good day, yeah, thank I'm a, you. I'm a fan of it. And But then there's some people that get on the bus that are just rude to bus drivers. And so uh, I try to yeah, be extra nice uh, like because they have a tough job. Like but when this, people are. This study is about how much of an impact that has on the bus driver. On the bus driver. Because right? they feel appreciated. They feel Absolutely. like. Like if you if everybody was rude to the bus driver or just ignored them as they walked on you, you yeah it's mm-hmm. I have um, a gratitude thing and I actually taught both my kids this I I always sort of felt that we don't have enough gratitude in the world that we live in mm-hmm. so I told them I said you should thank your teacher or anybody that does anything for you um, on your way out and so um, my my oldest does it I know she talked about it she was yeah. doing it in college and they always looked at her funny <laughs> thank you thank you for the class today yeah. I do it um, whenever I leave a yoga class I always make thank a point of going and thanking Could they, they're giving their time right mm-hmm. um, and yeah I, I, I don't think this is a bad thing I don't think it necessarily has to stop like with bus drivers either no like you, cab drivers Uber drivers cost you uh, nothing Although I will say, Uber drivers and cab drivers, we're saying hello and we're saying goodbye. I don't want that to chat in between. <laughs> that is the worst. <laughs> when your Uber driver tries, uh, so where are you going tonight? And then you have to do the like, so you having a busy night tonight? Like, how many times does an Uber driver but get asked I in a d- night how but, many passengers they picked up? I don't but the funny thing about, Grant, but the funny thing about the the Uber driver thing is, I like. You know, because there's a lot of time, like when I'm going to wrestling or going places, I take an Uber a fair bit, and they all know you now. And you're oh, how was how was how was uh, work at the radio station? They, you know, they yeah, want. Uh, they're curious about are you. Life. Are you still are you still stripping? <laughs> I've um, gotten into Ubers, and and they'll be like. They'll ask me what I do, and then I'll say, and then they're like, oh, I picked up that little guy, like, two weeks ago at this place. And, yeah. We had a Uber situation last week when we were trying to get to Mel's place for the barbecue tip. Yeah. And um, from Dark Side of the Grill, and Jimmy's like, that Uber, got, I, they just canceled on me. I'm like, they recognize your name. <laughs> it's a Friday. On air, online, and on our app. Welcome to the locker room. Hey, we got a guest. Woo! <laughs> the best Friday guests around. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, hang in there. We'll be giving away a bunch of these glasses. Um, we have got, Miles, how many we got? We got six sets of four. Six sets of four. We'll do a text thing. So Parallel 49 beer glasses. You know what? I'll tell you what. Hmm. We're going to do a taste test of some new stuff from Parallel 49. Text in your favorite Parallel 49 beer right now, so I know you're a fan. You know, I know mine. Trash Panda. You don't say Trash Panda because then people are going to use that one. They can Google it. Trash Panda is not allowed. Okay, yeah, yeah Trash Panda is not, not allowed. allowed. You have to pick a different uh, Parallel 49 beer and text that in, and uh, Jimmy will pick some winners and hook you up with some glasses. Well, I know Jimmy's favorite. I won't say the name of it, but it's the one that's 9%. <laughs> Is it in a pink can? <laughs> it also suits his personality. <laughs> All right. Now, what are we taste testing here, Miles? All right. I brought a couple fun ones. Uh, a couple fun one-time beers for you guys here. So, uh, first one, we just celebrated our 11th anniversary not too long ago. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Right. Parallel 49. Been around for 11 years. 11 years. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So, um so we always do an anniversary beer, and this year we did one called Super Blue. So uh, it's in a single tall can. They're 415 mils. Okay. It's a nitro blueberry wheat ale. 
Show okay, up to the camera there. Yeah, put it up to the camera there. All right. That, uh, look at that. That's a good-looking can. Okay. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, let's yeah. have a little taste of that. Grant's not drinking right now. Yeah, Jimmy uh, and you can have a ta- taste test. Jimmy and I will, will definitely partake. Look at that. Look at how purple that is. Oh, look at how it pours. It cascades just like a Guinness does, so it's got that. the nitro and the widget in there, right? I ran into Miles last night because uh, the wife and I stopped in at MKT for a quick bite. Yeah, you heard it was $4 pints. $4 pints. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we were there for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What's this one called again, Miles? Super Blue. Super, Super Blue. Blue. All right, cheers, guys. Mm. Cheers. Mm. I like that. Yeah, so nice and smooth. That nitro. Wait, that's a wheat. That's a blueberry wheat ale, and okay. then it'd be nitro. It so. Just like the Guinness, they have the widget in there. It lets out the nitro when you open the can. Okay. Right? It takes a little bit of the of the carbonation away, uh, but it makes the beer a little bit thicker, a little bit creamier, a little bit smoother. You know what? I, I generally stay away from the wheats. I'm not a I, like I'm not a wheat guy. Like I don't uh, I don't get those Hoffen or whatever those are. Right? I don't get those. But this <laughs> is nice. It's not that wheat's not overpowering. Yeah. Wheat's yeah. not overpowering. Yeah. Uh, the blueberry is. You know, super presence, and it's kind of that, that it's right nice there. jammy. Blueberry yeah. beers are awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not overpowering. You still know you're drinking a beer, and it's uh, not just fruit juice you're drinking. Now, where's that one, Miles? Where can I get that? Uh, you can find this at a lot of independent stores. Okay. Uh, a lot of Sobeys have brought them in. Um, that's kind of where you're finding those ones at. So, okay. you know, your Sherbrooke is kind of, you know, that's one of your top ones out there. That's and, a go-to. If you're looking for anything that's a little bit different, right, you got to go to, you got to dig a bit sometimes. Yeah, Sherbrooke's you know, a great spot. Yeah. There's a lot of great stores out there. A lot of yeah. great little independent stores all over the city. Um, yeah. Okay. Tons of them. So, right. I know there's a little store in St. Albert called Campbell Liquor that brought in a boatload of these, and they got a ton of them. So. Oh, good. Okay. I used yeah. to stop at Campbell Liquor all the time. Yeah, yeah. There so you that's, go. A, that's a little fun <laughs> store there, that uh, little hidden gem out in St. Albert. All right. What's next, Miles? All right, so next, uh, a lot of people are liking these sours lately, so we did a cherry cola sour. We call it Cheerio. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. This is, you know what? Um, how many times a year does Parallel 49 sort of step outside of their norm, right? Like, because you guys have the ones you do on a regular basis, the ones we see in the in the multi-packs, right? How often are... Are you guys going, all right, let's have some fun? Is it like... Constantly. Okay, all the time. Constantly, yeah. So, um, you know, we're always got fun, new, innovative stuff on the on the menu at the brewery. If you ever get down to the brewery, there's about 40 different beers on tap all the time. And so always something dedicated it? to experience. Uh, commercial Drive out in Triumph Street. That's uh, where I used to live. in Vancouver. Yeah, I used to live close to it. Because this is a Parallel 49, as as prevalent as they are in Alberta, because we see your product all the time, it was started in BC by how many guys? There's six guys. Six dudes, okay. So six owners, six all people that hated on, their day jobs. Hated their day jobs and uh, wanted to start something fun. <laughs> how it fun. always starts, right? <laughs> well, yeah. three of them own a bar. Uh, they own a, a craft beer bar called St. Augustine's, which is one of oh, your okay, first big Augustine. craft beer bars in BC. So... You know, they kind of had their toe into the into the game already, and um, you know, a guy named Mike Todd, who's actually from Edmonton, was working with a brewery called Central City at the time. Okay, um, and uh, he ended up leaving them to go start Parallel Forty Nine, and uh, you know, they got a brewer and. Um, you know, put it all together with six guys, and they're all hands-on owners, which this is, makes it fun to work. This with. Is Here we interesting. Are. This is very different, eh? It's a cherry sour beer. What do you cherry th- cola? What do you think? Cola. It does have a cola taste to it too. Jimmy? Yeah, it's, it tastes like a seltzer almost. I, like can, a seltzer, I can see Jimmy being a big fan of What's this What's that, 4.6% though, right? 4.8. 4.8%. Oh, you're about 4% off for a Jimmy <laughs> buy. <laughs> He'll put a little vodka in it. It's fine. It's 9 in the morning, guys. Come on. <laughs> All right. Have you got one more, Miles? Yeah, I got one more. We... Uh, we're trying to raise some money for wildfire relief, so we put out a, a little 12-pack of a hazy session ale called Elephant. Uh, it's okay. got a fun little packaging on here, so little uh, elephants, um, Look at that. helicoptering around, spraying some water all over. Uh, so $2 from each one of these 12-packs is going to wildfire relief in Alberta and B.C. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Good for you guys. Yeah. That's so, great. Is it uh, a hazy IPA? Hazy session ale. So, session ale. Uh, just a little bit lower in alcohol, so a four and a half percent, a good nine a.m. beer. 
Remember, if you'd like to, if you'd like to uh, win some Parallel Forty Nine beer glasses. You text in your favorite parallel forty nine beer. Beautiful. All right. So right get now. to that seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. You know what? I've been drinking a lot of IPAs, and uh, I gotta say, like one of my go tos is, and we've already mentioned it, was that is the Trash Panda. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan. That is, it's such a, you know, I find sometimes with the IPAs that I don't like the finish. I don't like w- what it tastes like in my mouth after I've had six. <laughs> so, but I like the trash panda because it's got a good finish, right? And that's another thing too. You guys have always had fun with your names and your decorate, like the the cans, the art, and all that too. That's right. That's right. Um, Steve Kitchen is our artist. We've had him around since day one, so he's been around for all eleven years, and he's done every caricature. And uh, he does a great job of just kind of bringing to life a, a brand new character for every beer. So kind of gives us an extra depth of Ooh, um, this layering in there. We always have to mention this when you come on the show because we start getting text. Yes, Miles does sound exactly like TJ Miller. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> they, always get they always start rolling in. Yeah. <laughs> Is that TJ Miller on with you guys? TJ Miller uh, coming yeah. to you live from Cruise FM. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, listen, we always appreciate your visits, my friend, so thank you for this. Hey, thanks uh, for having me. Let's get a plug once more for that, for the, uh, for the, for the fire relief 12-pack um, uh, that you guys are selling right now. Yeah, so it's called Elephants. It's a 12-pack hazy session ale. Uh, it comes in sort of a bright yellow mix pack or 12 pack. Uh, you'll find it in a lot of independent stores. A lot of the Sobies have it in. Um, That's a good beer. And yeah, $2 from each one goes to Alberta and BC Wildfire Relief. Um, and yeah, it's a nice little 4.5% beer, so you can drink it all day long. Cool. The other thing we should mention is that you got a couple of things coming down the pipe here, right? So Lots but- coming up. Yeah, so we've always got a couple of exciting fall beers that we do. So uh, a couple of popular ones we do is the Salty Scott, which is a. Uh, sea salted caramel scotch ale. People get pretty excited for that one. Yeah. And then the the Tuxa Hazard, which is that's nine percent double oh, IPA. That's right. That's so that's, those tall cans come into town year right away. around. That no six months we do that. So September to March. Remember that one? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one's got a kick. Uh, and then we got a couple pumpkin beers we do. So we do uh, chocolate pumpkin porter. We call Lost Souls, which will come in a single tall can, and we do a six pack uh, pumpkin Oktoberfest beer called Schadenfreude. Okay. And then uh, we also got an Oktoberfest mix pack coming out, which would be an eight-pack tall cans of just traditional Oktoberfest beers. So we did that last year, and people loved it. So we're uh, going to have that in stores again here. Guess what? Month. I'm not going to quit drinking. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Parallel 49. I'm in. All right. Jimmy's sticking around with it, too. All right. Thank you for the uh, visit there, Moss. Heck yeah. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. If you feel like drinking now, you're not alone. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.